It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The other takeaway from this game is even though McNeil went 0 for 4, Jeff McNeil reminded us of where his value really lies besides being a good hitter. And he is a good hitter who's not having a great offensive season. I don't think there's any question. And his final numbers are going to be mediocre. Right now he sits at 267, 705 OPS, 10 home runs. Very, very mediocre year. But Jeff's versatility and then his ability to be really good defensively at the corner outfield spots and at second base is so valuable, especially on a team where you're looking to kind of find out where guys fit and what guys deserve to play every day. Jeff McNeil's very, very valuable. I know we've talked about him as that's a guy you could trade. That's a trade chip. Like any trade, what are you getting back? Like, what are you trading Jeff McNeil for? Like, if you turn around, and I'm giving you a complete hypothetical. I'm not saying this trade would happen, but I'm thinking back towards last year in the offseason, the Arise-Lopez deal. Like, if you got a Pablo Lopez for Jeff McNeil, a part of me says, well, the Mets could really use starting pitching. And if you're getting, let's say, a controllable guy in his late 20s, that seems like a steal. But then you got to remind yourself that Jeff McNeil's really tough to replace. Because what are you, you're replacing him with a second baseman? You're replacing him with a right fielder? Because he's both. And he's good at both. Obviously, you need more from him offensively. He did not have a great offensive year. And I think when we're blaming why this season, where went, where it went, he's not necessarily going to be number one on the list, but he's on the list. And we talked about it at the All-Star break. Even though Marte has been forgotten about, Marte and McNeil were two of the bats that underachieved at a very high level in the first half of this season. McNeil obviously has moved ahead. He plays every day. He's looked so good defensively, but... He's very, very, very valuable. And I think that was a reminder in the finale of this series about how good defensively he can be no matter where you stick him. So nice win. Mets win the series against Miami, damaging their playoff hopes. And they move on for a four-game series against the Phillies. Uh, The other things that came out this week, number one, Edwin Diaz isn't going to pitch in 2023. Fine. (coughs) What I've always said about that was if it's important to him, to prove he can come back, if he feels like that's big going into the offseason and the doctors deem that there's no risk towards it, I don't have an issue with it. Obviously, the Mets thought it was too risky. No Edwin Diaz, no big deal. He's obviously essential, so essential for 2024. Again, when we assign the blame list for why and how this season went bad, that Diaz injury is going to be very high up on the list. Otani. So we have more clarity with Shohei Otani. 
according to his surgeon and his agent, <laughs> he plans on hitting next year. He will be a full-time DH. There will be no restrictions. He plans on pitching and doing both in 2025. I don't believe this changes a lot in terms of the interest level around Major League Baseball. I think the attitude we have to have about Otani, and every team has to have about Otani, is that there's a really good chance he doesn't do both for a lot of this contract. Let's say it's a, want to say it's a 10-year deal, 8-year deal. Let's just go 10 because he's going to demand a lot of years. So if you go 10 years, how many years of him doing both at a relatively high level would you say he has to do for you to say hey, this worked? I, and don't tell me they got to win a World Series because that's dependent on a lot of other things. You know what I mean? I think back to when Garrett Cole signed his contract with the Yankees. I remember having this discussion with Ernie, our producer at the time. And I said, hey, Ernie, he wins a Cy Young every year. Yankees don't win a World Series. And he's like, it's a bust. I was like, well, that's not fair. He's one guy. Like, what if he's great every year, but the team doesn't win? And that's not necessarily on him. So I wouldn't judge or try to answer that question with, well, did they win? Obviously, if the Mets win a World Series, we'll be happy with anybody that's on the roster. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. But I kind of look at that and say, if he gives me three of 10 years in which he's good at both, and in those other years he's a full-time DH and he's the slugger that he's proven to be over the last few years, I think I'd sign for that. I think that would be enough. Especially if he's going to give you the offensive numbers that's even close to what he gave you this year. Because let's say you have to pay this man $60 million a year because, well, top pitchers make 30, top hitters make 30. Let's say next year, or I know next year you're expecting him not to pitch, but three years from now, one of the years of the deal, he's making $60 million a year. He does not pitch due to an injury, but he gets 45 home runs, drives in 95 runs, and has a 1,000 OPS. Sure, he's overpaid, quote-unquote, because you're paying him to do both. But is any of us going to be disappointed with a year like that? I look at Otani as, I don't think lottery ticket's the right word because most lotteries you don't win. In the case of Otani, the worst-case scenario is he's a really good offensive player. The best-case scenario is you've got both. Look, bottom line is, would I go after Otani? Yes, I think any owner with money should be the try to be the highest bidder for this guy. Like, I'd be mad at Steve Cohen if he's not the highest bidder. I'd be mad at my owner if he's not the highest bidder. 
He may not want to play here, and if he doesn't, fine. You move on. I do have one concern. One concern that scares me. I want everybody to think about this and ask yourself, are you okay with this? Mets sign Otani. They trade Pete Alonso. They replace Alonso in the short term with C.J. Crone, who's not had a good year and has missed a lot of time. I'm just using him as a, an option, a cheap right-handed replacement for Pete in the short term. Otani's the big bat. They get all the prospects. Are we good with that? Because from a baseball standpoint, in the short term, you can rationalize, well, whoever you replace Pete with isn't as good but isn't bad. You've added four prospects and you have Otani. I don't know if I'd be okay with it. I kind of lean towards no. And a lot of that's emotional. A lot of that is, I want Pete on this team. And I, as much as they should go after Otani, I don't want this to become an either-or. It shouldn't be an either-or. I wouldn't say I've got Otani, I don't need Pete. I'd say, holy crap, I got both. What a one-two punch. Can you imagine a middle of the order of Lindor, Otani, and Pete? And then whatever Mauricio turns into. And a complimentary piece like Jeff McNeil and Brandon Nemo. I guess I talked myself into worries. And a part of that worry comes from what happened on Wednesday. On Wednesday, Pat Ragazzo filed a report for SI that the Mets and Pete are talking about a contract. Great. I've always said that's the best news. You want to hear that they're talking because it means there's a mutual interest. And Pat's report said they're good on money. They're far away on years. I read that. I feel very good. I say to myself, okay, that's a great sign that there is not only a mutual interest between the two parties for making this work, but, (coughs) excuse me, but wow, they're not even that far off. That's great. And then out of absolute nowhere, Anthony DeComo puts out a statement from Billy Epler. And listen to this statement. While we understand the media and public interest in player contract situations, We strongly believe in keeping those conversations private. Any circulating reports do not accurately reflect our conversations with Pete. What's the need to put that out? That report that came out was positive. Like nobody took that report and said, oh my God, this is bad. Hearing that parties are close on money, but eh, they're far away on years, reeks of a, okay, they're going to find common ground, or at least I hope they'll find common ground. Like, I didn't take that report as a negative. So why does Billy Epler feel the need to come out immediately and say, hey, those reports do not accurately reflect our conversations? Maybe I'm being too negative. Maybe I just didn't want to hear something like that, but it kind of bothered me. Kind of bothered me a little bit. They got to get this done. I'm not going to spend that much time on this on this, Rico, because I know we spend a lot of time on it all the time, but get the freaking thing done. Let's not F around. Let's not F around. 